Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compte-Game. This is Millennium Money. And today we're talking, I'm in debt. Does my partner really need to know? Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Hey, hey, it's Friday again, and that means we have got our friend of the week. This week, Lillian wrote in an awesome email into us, and I just have to share this with you guys. She says, first of all, I love your podcast. I've been listening to you for a couple of years now, and I've learned so much. I even took your recommendation for my first credit card, the Capital One Journey card. 
I'm a senior in college and I graduate this December with an industrial engineering degree. Seriously, Lillian, you're already blowing me away here. All right. I'll graduate with about $38,000 in debt and about $32,000 in federal loans. This feels like a lot of debt. I begin applying for full-time work in the spring so that I can secure a position with around a $60,000 salary. The average starting salary for industrial engineers is about $62,000 according to Payscale. I have two years of co-op experience and I'll be graduating magna cum laude, so I think this salary expectation is reasonable. I want to pay off all my debt in five years. Is this an unreasonable goal? How can I accomplish this? I'm willing to live very frugally. Well, Lillian, I mean, I can already tell that you are a complete overachiever and super smart. Um, I mean, anybody who's going into the engineer field, um, you just have a brain that I don't have. You have an ability to deal with details that sort of escapes me. And uh, I'm quite envious of that. So I, again, I don't doubt that you are going to be nothing but super, super successful. And I think that the coolest thing about your email is that you're already thinking ahead and you already have a goal for how you want to pay off your student loans before you even graduate. I know when I was in college, um, I was fortunate enough not to have student loans when I went to my undergrad program, but I wasn't even in the brain space of thinking about, you know, if I had loans, like how I was going to pay those off. Um, I was probably one of those uh, people that was kind of like, well, I'll just, I'll deal with that later. Um, I, I was running a business in college, so you could probably say that, uh, in all fairness, I was thinking about things, but different sort of things. So I think you are just in a great frame of mind. And I think five years is a reasonable goal. I know that sounds like a short period of time for a lot of people who have student loans, but really the name of the game is just how much money can you throw at those student loans every single month? And if you can live frugally, if you don't have to pay rent, or if you can pay, you know, a really small amount of rent and you keep your expenses super, super low, you can really drive all that extra money that you're going to make in your income towards paying off those goals. And I think uh, the most important thing is to, you know, once you get your student loan payment, you know how much you're going to have to pay minimally each month. And then you figure out how much money you're going to be taking home in salary, so minus taxes and all that good stuff that's going to come out from your paycheck. Then construct a budget for yourself where you really detail out every expense that you're going to have each month so you can find out, okay, how much extra cash do I have? And once you figure out that number, there are a ton of different calculators online. I know NerdWallet is full of a lot of great payoff calculators where you can literally put in the information of, okay, here is how much my minimum is for my payment. And if I pay X amount over, how fast can I get those student loans paid off? So, you know, maybe you can pay them off in five years or even four years, or maybe it might take you six or seven but at least you'll have a good roadmap for paying those off. And so then it just comes down to commitment, you know, staying committed to that. It's really tough staying committed to a big goal like paying off your student loans in five years, four or five years. So I'm not going to lie, like that is the hard part because, you know, as we go through life, like there are a lot of things we want to do. And sometimes we put that payoff on the back burner, but if that's your number one goal and you focus on that and every time you get a raise at work, you drive that money into those student loans, maybe you get a uh, tax refund and you drive that money into your student loans, 
I have no doubt that you're going to be super successful at getting those paid off, all right? So Lillian kind of leads into our podcast today, and I love this. I got this question from somebody, and I think this could pretty much resonate with all of us who are in relationship or have ever been in a relationship. You know, the thought of coming clean about your debt at any point in time is... I know personally, like a very daunting um, reveal and not one that you want to do all the time. You know, it's just like, we don't always want to talk about money all the time, but you know, it's something that we kind of have to, because at the end of the day, everything is not about money, but everything revolves around money, unfortunately. And so, you know, we've We've got to we've got to know how to how to do this stuff. So I got this question from Chris, and I love it. It was just very very simple. So he says, "I'm in a lot of student loan and credit card debt, and terrified to talk about to talk about it with my girlfriend, who seems to have it all together. Can you help me out, please, please, please? Do I have to tell her about my debt?" I love this question because there's no fluff. There's no like fancy words in here. It is literally just the the bare bones, terrifying question of, do I have to talk about this debt? And first off, I think what I would tell Chris or any of you who are in this situation is that little sentence about your girlfriend who seems to have it all together. I'm just going to break this stereotype down for all of us listening. I don't think there's anybody out there who really has it all together. I mean, I'm throwing in myself, experts, you know, people who've written books on money. It just, it's so complex and so complicated of a subject that I don't really think anybody has it all together. We may appear to have it all together, and certainly um, people like to appear that they have it all together, but I'm going to tell you right now, like, nobody's got it all together. Nobody's got all the answers. So, The first part of this is just kind of walking yourself back from that ledge that, you know, your toes are dangling over and realizing that, you know, whatever you're struggling with, your girlfriend might be struggling with the same thing or might have struggled with it in the past or it may be a future struggle for her. So, um, you know, I think if there's any way you can relax in that, just knowing that you're not alone and your situation is not that unique and that different. I think, you know, finding those commonalities about money really helps us come together as as a community and as just as people in saying like, this stuff is not always easy and this stuff is stressful and hard. And um, like, if we can all just sort of admit that on that level, I think that could bring us all together a little bit better. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of things that you hide from your partner. And then you can totally hide from your partner, right? So your secret addiction to your favorite Netflix show, partner doesn't necessarily have to know, except they'll probably see when they log into the Netflix queue. Um, Or that you really don't like to work out, but you do it so you can eat cake every Friday. You know, totally normal thing. Or, you know, to the fact that you actually do love gluten-free pizza. I know it sounds crazy, right? But I actually do like gluten-free pizza myself. I think it actually tastes really good. Um, So, you know, there are a lot of little minor secrets that don't necessarily affect your partner in in any way at all that you can totally hide from them. You know, you could probably hide that like occasional purchase as well that, 
you don't really want them to harp on you about. I mean, come on, we've all been guilty of like buying something and then waiting to either our partner is asleep or out of the house to sneak it in or sneaking it into the house and like using the line of like, oh, this? Oh, I've had this forever. Or, oh, this? Somebody gave this to me as a gift. Come on, right? Right. We all have done that. And that's totally normal. I'm not saying it's necessarily the right thing. I'm just saying we all have been guilty of that at some point in time. But hiding debt is something else. It's like on another playing field. And when you're in a relationship, you know, married, sometimes, you know, your 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 debt can turn into their debt. So when we're talking about marriage, that's a whole other ball of wax. And a lot of times in marriage, when you do something called commingling accounts, so meaning you join your bank accounts or you join your um, credit card uh, accounts together, you become authorized users on each other's credit cards, maybe car loans, home loans, things like that. Those do have an effect on you if your partner has debt, you know, you're taking on basically a piece of their debt. Now, important thing for you to know, student loan debt is always your own debt. So it's never going to be part of your partner's debt. That's one thing to know, right? If you were to break up a relationship or get a divorce, whatever it may be, that debt's going with you. It's not going with your partner. You can't split it. It's your debt. So the first question is just where are you in the relationship? Where are you newly dating? Have you been together for a long time? I think that's the most important thing for you to think about first. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. 
Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work, and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. 
The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. And I'm just going to tell you a little story about myself. So... Um, I've been like very open on this podcast that I've been divorced before and it was financially the worst thing I've ever gone through. And I did not know how financially devastating it would be before I went through it. And perhaps that's a good thing. Perhaps you don't get to see ahead too much because of reasons like that. So I lost pretty much everything, lost my house. Um, I lost other things that I owned. And I had to take on some debt as well in the divorce. And it brought me great guilt, great shame, great frustration. Um, just it was a really tough time for me. So when I met uh, when I met Jeff, I was so nervous to come out and say, "Hey, I actually have debt." <laughs> um, I don't I don't really know why I was so nervous to do so. I think partly because, I am a certified financial planner and I am a money expert. The expectation is that I've always got it all together. And I'm going to be the first on this podcast to tell you I don't got it all together. And I've made plenty of mistakes. I will make plenty of mistakes in the future. But what I do know is how to get back to a good place. I think that is what I'm always trying to talk about on this podcast is, you know, not to like get down on yourself for making a mistake or not having all the answers or, you know, feeling like you've got to be perfect. But if you, if you read enough articles, if you listen to enough podcasts, if you get enough tips and you get enough information in your brain, you can always figure out how to come back to a good place. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen again, but you can dig yourself out of that ditch. And that's literally what I did was dig myself out of a debt ditch. And so I waited a long time before I had this conversation with him. And it was, uh, it was so scary on my part. But when I came out and just sort of said, and you know, by the way, (laughs) I actually have some debt that I'm bringing into this thing. I'm not exactly happy about it, but I do know how to get myself out of it. It's just going to take me a little bit of time. 
his reaction was like, okay, yeah, no problem. And it sort of blew me away because I was anticipating something way worse. And what I found is that the anticipation on your part and the scenarios that you um, that you create in your head, those are usually way worse than the actual act and, you know, how the other person is going to react to. I'm not saying that it's always going to go that way because I've certainly heard of situation where it doesn't go that well, <laughs> where um, the other person is upset or angry or frustrated. And, you know, that's what relationships are about, right? We just, we don't, we don't know how the per other person's going to react all the time. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is, you know, I had to figure out like, why was I afraid of having that conversation? And I think you have to do the same thing on your part. You know, why are you not willing to have open money conversations? And when you can pinpoint why that is, or if there are a couple of different reasons, then at least you have a starting point. So you have some understanding yourself about um, about why there's this hesitation. And then if you can put it in words, if you can think about it and put it in words, and I don't know if you're a type of person you like to journal, or you like to, you know, write something out, or um, maybe you like to talk to yourself like in the car several times in order for you to find the words that you really mean, whatever that process is for you, you know, going through that process and then um, coming to your partner and saying like, okay, I want to have this conversation, but before we have this conversation, here's what I'm afraid of, or here are my blockades. Here are the things that have happened in the past. Here are the reactions that I've had in the past. Here's where my brain is going on this subject. And if you can communicate those things, then hopefully you have a willing partner on the other side that's at least willing to go, okay, all right, thank you for explaining that. And um, that kind of just sets up the conversation, you know, so um, I guess in that way, you're like slowly ripping the bandaid, you know, you're not just like, whoosh, you're like ripping it, ripping it away and coming out with like, you know, you're not just like coming home from work one day and be like, oh, so by the way, I forgot to mention to you that I am $40,000 in debt, you know, that's kind of not a good way to broach this conversation. And I have found the biggest way that you're going to have success in a relationship is just honesty. And I'm talking complete, like, <laughs> stripped away honesty, because that's what I think actually creates a partnership. And, you know, you've got these two people that are trying to figure out how to do this together. None of, neither of you really know what you're doing about anything, really, right? Maybe you're posturing and you're trying to pretend like you really know what you're doing about life. But let's be honest, none of us, like really understand this life thing. It is just like a crazy roller coaster. So you've got these two people and you've got these two opinions and these two ideas and you're trying to meet in the middle somewhere. And that's how you create a partnership about this is you have to be willing to be vulnerable and also to change your opinion on certain things. And so do they as well. So I think when you're figuring out, you know, why aren't you willing to have this money conversation? Also think about what do you feel will happen? Again, like what's the worst case scenario? And then no, that won't happen. Uh, I've been through this exercise with a lot of people and they have told me some crazy like 
worst case scenarios. And I've not heard of one of them actually coming true because normally what we create in our head is (laughs) something like diabolical, like just something so horrible that it can't even happen. And that scenario creating in our head then creates like crazy things in our brain, right? Like we have nightmares, maybe we have anxiety or like panic attacks or depression or all of those terrible things. But if that worst case scenario does happen or a fraction of it happening, then your question really is not if you're married But if you're just in a relationship with someone, well, maybe if you're married, I don't know. I'm hoping that you've talked about money before you get married, because if you haven't, oh boy, um, (laughs) that's a tough spot to be in. Always talk about money before you get married, please. Um, But if you haven't, you got to start somewhere. So start now, right? But if this worst case scenario does happen, then it's up for you to decide, okay, was this relationship Or is this relationship meant to be? Because if you can't find a middle ground on a subject as big and as important as money, not not like, okay, I want to have a million dollars. No, 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 not that kind of stuff. The little itty bitty nuances about money that are tough in a relationship, like what are our goals? You know, what happens if a family member is sick or a parent and we have to pay for some of their medical bills? Do we agree on that? Do we not agree on that? What is our philosophy on how much money we should spend on vacations and holidays and birthdays? All of those nuanced things that get in the way, those are all the things that you need to talk about. And then I think from there it goes, you know, what can you offer your partner partner as a as a commitment to paying off this debt? So what are you committing to them? Are you, you know, don't just come to them with the problem, you know, and just like drop a load in their lap. What do you what do you bring along with that? So, you know, maybe it's like, okay, I have this debt, but I've figured out some ways that I can loosen up some money in my budget and I can start paying it off faster. It's not going to get paid off tomorrow, but maybe I can start paying off faster. And, you know, what are you struggling with in, in getting rid of that debt? You know, maybe your partner can help you. Maybe that's actually one of their strengths that they're good at. Um, and vice versa, maybe you have one that you're really good at that you can help them. So again, it's just this whole like partnership idea. And I can tell you it's, it's so hard to see clearly when you're in a situation, especially in in debt or when you're nervous about something like this, but fresh eyes can always help you see better. So sometimes the thing that you're so very scared of, of talking to your partner about money, maybe there's a solution in that conversation where they can actually help you. And I'd also say like when you're coming into this conversation with your partner, tell them ahead of time what you need from them, right? So we're going to talk about something that I'm really nervous to talk about. And so what I need from you is just to listen first. And then if you have any constructive ideas for how to help me get out of this debt, I'm totally open to those. But I already feel enough guilt and shame over this. Like, I don't want to have any more of that put on me right now. So you need to be like just crystal clear with, what you need. And it's okay to say things like that. It's totally okay to say things like that. 
And then lastly, I think just, you know, thinking about the debt um, and really thinking about, do you have a money system in place? Because you got to have a system. You got to start somewhere when it comes to paying off this debt. You know, are you actively looking at your expenses? Are you trying to find ways to, to lessen your expenses, even if it's just a little bit here and there, but all that extra money that you can drive to paying off your debt is going to go so far. You're going to be amazed and shocked and just mind blown. Again, you're not going to go from like, you know, $20,000 in debt today to zero debt in, you know, two months. It's maybe if you win the lottery or, you know, if you get a brand new job that has like an amazing increase in salary. But for most of us, that's not going to happen. For most of us, it's going to be a little bit of a slow uh, hill climb to try and get to paying off that debt. But commitment, again, just like I, I um, said with, with Lillian's um, question up front, commitment is going to go a long way. And if you stay committed, if you make the tough choices, but also, if you can see the progress happening, that is where the magic lies. So, you know, Chris, anybody else who's listening, you're in debt. Do you really need your partner to know? Yeah, I think you actually do. I think you actually owe that to your partner. I think you actually owe it to yourself. And I think it's actually not going to be as bad as you think. And if it is, then you have a choice about the relationship. I know it's not easy. I know it's tough. I've been there myself. I'll probably be there again. I mean, I think we go through these different things over and over and over again in life. And I, I don't think we're always great at handling them. But I do know that when you take away that that uh, fear, that anxiety, then things start happening. The debt starts going away. You start really getting down in the dirt with your partner. And that's really where the relationship starts to grow. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, use the hashtag Millennial Money Podcast, and head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a five-star review. 